Media at SAFM with Ashraf Gardner. So much to talk about today, I can assure you. We talk brand uh, communications for the next two hours, so stay tuned to that. And really for you, uh, whether you're someone in the industry or whether you have a, a business in, in, you know, marketing, in fact, any business that needs marketing, every business, even a medical doctor needs marketing, I would think, then it's your free two-hour on-air consultation in brand communication. So to call in at any stage relevant to the subject, feel free to do so. Short, sharp calls, please. 0891-104-207. You can tweet at Ashraf Ganda and you can SMS me to uh, 34701. 34701. So we'll talk about a, v- a variety of things, including the fact that uh, I'm going to get um, the, the CEO of, uh, of the Luris. Uh, Andrew Human in, and I'll spend 15 minutes with him getting his story. Do you know how much, how much do you know about him? I know he's an engineer. I only found out last night. So there you are. That's one thing. Uh, we'll find out about him. What else we will see when I chat to him just after 10 o'clock. And if you, well, not if you, I need you, in fact, to, to vote now via SMS, ideally, uh, for your brand win of the week and your brand fail of the week and I can tell you now already generally it's like two three weeks in a row running ESCOM ESCOM dominates I'm not suggesting you do that I'm just saying your vote brand win and brand fail of the week and then an advert whatever advert that is that for you is a hit or a miss so you pick up the advert and just tell me what you think about it but SMS me 34701 but you can tweet as well so what in the meantime talking about advertising we all have to place Adverts, they do cost money. So what about government spend? Where does, of course, government needs to advertise. You may already say, well, why would they need to advertise? Just think of one example. If they need to just um, even advertise in in a certain community about a certain project that's coming up, they have to place that somewhere. In fact, it's not for Mahala. It costs them money. Uh, So your thoughts then broadly with regard to government spend, ad spend, that is, where does government spend its money? We're talking about print media, maybe predominantly, but not exclusively so. So I've got three guests to, to chat to me about this. Donald Lipoko is the acting DG at the Department of Communications. Donald, good chatting to you once again. Hi. Hey, Thank you. Tanya Schroeder with me is on the line, who's the director of Visium. Uh, Tanya, good chatting to you. Hi. Hi, morning. Good morning indeed. And Jennifer Daniel is uh, seated across me. She's the regional director of Telma Africa, Asia Pacific. That's part of Telma Media Systems. Uh, so Jennifer, good chatting to you. Hi. Hello. Nice Thank to be here. Thank you. Donald, I'm, I'm going to start with you. As you know, there was a report released um, regarding government spend a couple of weeks back. And, and as per usual, I'll get to the big one, as per usual, there's been the sense that government's pretty biased in terms of where it spends its money and, uh, and somehow the other... The, the name, the new age crops up. So give me your thoughts, first of all, with regard to where, you know, in broad strokes, where does government spend its money? Then we'll talk about allegations of, uh, of, of bias. Okay, um, Ashraf, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Um, I think there's three areas that government spends its money on. Um, in the work that we do, it's really about making sure that we inform citizens of the work of government. We highlight its plans and obviously we focus on the achievements that uh, contribute to social cohesion and nation building. So, so uh, the areas that we, we, we focus on are economic impact, and that really talks to advertising of jobs, its, uh, its tenders. Mm-hmm. Um, the other area talks to regulation, uh, and that's where we publish a lot of notices that speak to you know, the changes in the regulatory. Okay, so, so first things first, government does need to spend money. On advertising. For for those that are critical, say, why would the government need to waste money, our money, actually advertising? Come on. There is a need. 
Absolutely, there's a need, but there's also a constitutional imperative. Um, if you if you've paged through the uh, the Constitution, Chapter Two of the uh, of the Constitution in our Bill of Rights, it talks specifically about access to information. So, government has an obligation to communicate its programs to to South African citizens. Okay, so uh, having said that, give me a thought. You know, where does government? How much gets spent a year? Annually, um, currently the GCI is uh, invests around about between two hundred and fifty and three million rand. Right. Uh, there's an additional um, three hundred and fifty to four hundred million rand that's spent in notices, uh, recruitment, uh, and recruitment communication. So, in fact, about six hundred in total. Is that correct? Um, like no, that right? um, it's much closer to a billion rand. Uh, there's a lot of work that is done in the provinces. Uh, which we don't generally track, but uh, so it gets channeled from province and they spend the money. Okay, so a billion rands. Uh, where does the money go to? I mean, it goes to uh, advertising, but broadly, who, who are your clients? Uh, ironically, the biggest client is the SABC. Um, SABC has the biggest footprint, and the vast majority of the work that we do goes into radio communication. And the advantages of that for us are really about making sure that we communicate to people in their home languages. Uh, and, and, and the footprint is just perfect. It gives us that opportunity to reach everybody. And then in the uh, the next largest section of the media would be the print media, uh, specifically because of the, the recruitment uh, advertising. Uh, and print also gives us, you know, uh, the opportunity to write longer copy for things like administrative notices and the like. Um, we do television. Uh, and of late, we've started to explore the space around social media. We've built a couple of applications that we are we're currently testing, and we've started advertising online. Okay, so so just just broadly then percentages between you know print, print radio and TV, right? If I got that right, and maybe social media, what percentage goes where? Uh, currently, we're doing uh, just less than half a percent on the new media, so things digital. Um, we are spending in the region of about uh, 60% on radio and radio I'm using the category broadly to include mm-hmm. commercial as well as uh, the community radio stations. Um, our television advertising is, is pretty small, it's about 15% um, and the balance goes to, to print advertising. Okay, now, now it's print where th- there has been allegations, certainly coming from the GA fairly recently once again, that in fact there's, there's been bias. There's, it, that, that money is being placed in certain media houses, uh, and in this case, specifically the, the New Age, which is, which is, as many people know, owned by the Guptas, right? It's, it's placed there because, in fact, A, with regard to a favorable relationship with, with the ruling party on the one hand, and the second part, in fact, uh, for, the, for them re- writing or reporting favorably about government. Give me your thoughts. <laughs> I think it's it's misdirection. Look, the the truth of the matter is we've had a look at some research. We looked at media tenor specifically, and um, when you look at the tonality of of the messaging around the president and the work of the presidency, uh, what we found was that um, the new age is probably on a par with the kind of reporting that you get in business day, in terms of tonality. Uh, so so it's difficult for us to make an argument that there's some bias there. The only bias that I would see in a publication like the New Age is that it, it actually makes, uh, it, it goes out of its way to cover the work of, of government. Uh, so perhaps there isn't as much editorial contestation uh, with uh, uh, commercial um, uh, views in the publication uh, as it were. But, but overall, I think uh, there isn't any bias that, uh, 
that is there that you can prove based on research. Okay, so for, for now, and I'm happy to take calls, 891 So just for now, and, and I think the most important question really is, is that, does government decide where to spend money based upon editorial content? And does favorable content determine which media house gets the money? You know, uh, again, I, I think when we have these kind of discussions, we really need to found them on what is uh, the, the the basis of our constitution. Because in as much as the question is, does government uh, decide where to put content based on editorial, it's also true that the publications themselves tend to choose which information they want to carry from government. Um, and, and we've accepted that. Uh, you know, it's pretty clear. Uh, it, the Bill of Rights does allow them to also have the right to decide which communication they will they will use so there is some contestation in 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 that space uh in as much as it's the it's the prerogative of editors to decide what to what information to to use that emanates or comes from government i think it's also government's right to determine which publications they okay but, but i mean just to answer that question you know ultimately is editorial content a, dis- a, a factor in placing adverts Yes, editorial content is a driver because your audiences are based on the editorial content. Does it have to be favorable, however? It doesn't have to be favorable. Uh, I think the key issue is this. When government advertises, it must communicate to everybody. And sometimes the people that you need to convince are the skeptics. So, of course, we, we want to advertise to every single person and present arguments of the work of government to even the people who are denied. Okay, that makes certainly business sense to me. Having said that, we'll get other opinions as well. Let me, let me bring in uh, on the line, before I get to Jennifer Daniel, Tanya Schroeder, who's the director of Visium. Tanya, give me, give me your thoughts on this. Um, obviously, uh, Donald has given an opinion around... Um, government. So I think if you have to look at any client as a media agency, there are a number of um, tools that we use. I know you spoke about um, being driven by what the editorial content is. When we post media, um, the first thing that we look at is um, who the target market is. And when we review channels, what the um, what the reach of that target market is per channel. So we're we first driven by that. Will the, will the channel reach the right people and cost effectively? Okay, so in this case, are, are you, you know, does, does government use you to assist them in, in placing adverts? No, it's, no, Vision doesn't do any government advertising. Okay, and, and, and if they did, right, to, to what, you know, first of all, what's your assessment from the outside then of where government spends its money? Look, um, with a billion rand, I think they would be one of the biggest advertisers, so, um, and, and there are very few clients that have to reach every single person in South Africa. Um, I haven't actively evaluated where and how they're advertising, but I think with the billion rand, it's very difficult to not be placed across most channels. Mm. Okay, and and the third one, and I'll get to some calls, SMS is 34701. Just give me your thoughts, by the way, you know, with regard to government spend. Where does government spend its money? Uh, and, and do you find there's a bias? But on the other hand, do you find that those who, who say there's a bias are actually being unfair and, and ridiculous? Because, in fact, government has to place across the board and they have to reach the masses. And if sometimes the masses and their editorial content uh, appears to be more favorable with government, so what? I mean, that's, what, that's another way of, of looking at it. Of course, central to all of this is, is just how authentic are, are these uh, systems put into place in terms of accuracy. Uh, Jennifer Daniel with me, Regional Director for Telma Africa. 
America and Asia Pacific. That's uh, for Telma Media Systems as well, right? Jennifer, good, good chatting to you. Give me, give me your thoughts, first of all, yeah, on, on accuracy, because I think that's key here, right? Well, accuracy, um, Donald, uh, Tanya, they use Telma Media Systems to evaluate their media plans. And we are data neutral. We load the currencies of the country. TAMs from Nielsen, RAMs from Nielsen, mm -hmm. and the AMPS uh, survey. So those are the currencies, and that is the research that people use in South Africa to see who reads the New Nation, the Sunday Times. So, so you literally count, yeah. I mean, yeah. for want of a better word, you we don't sort of count, count people. We load the data, so yeah. we're data independent, and we load over 4,000 databases around the world, mm -hmm. 85 countries. Um, so these guys are all using uh, stats. And as Tanya said, you decide on your target market, you then have a look at it in, in the Telmar systems to see who reads what, who listens to what, who watches what. Um, and you look at the reach, the cost efficiencies, and make your decisions based on that. Okay, so that's another point. You don't make the decisions, but certainly in terms of systems, key thing from a listener point of view is accuracy. You'll pretty find that when they implement and use these systems, that the systems are in place and therefore they are very, very accurate. In fact, they're simply just accurate, Definitely. which is good enough already. Yes, yes they are. Okay. It's, well, it's the, it's the uh, currency in the country, the research they're using, okay. which is audited research. From the, Donald, first of all, I, I was pretty pleased with the fact that uh, the Department of Communications, when, when this latest report was, was released, uh, they were very open to saying, in fact, they, they preempted to say, please talk to us, which I think is so refreshing, right? <laughs> Uh, because that, that just turns things around completely because you have a duty, a responsibility to speak to the people anyway, right? Yeah. Having said that, how do you feel, therefore, about the fact that, in fact, there are certain groupings that feel that, that government is, is, is being rather naughty? Oh, look, I mean, um, I, I don't think it's really about, it's not about me or, or how I feel. But what we really need to look at is, are there obvious biases? And yes, there are biases. The government is pro poor. Um, and, and we've made a concerted effort, actually we've made a decision that mm. what we're going to do is we're going to look for media that are going to allow us to speak to the core. So there's a whole range of issues that we look at. It's not just term, uh, but we also consider you know, issues like cover price, we look at things like uh, distribution and so on, in, in order to determine which are the channels that we're going to use. But I think there was an important point there, uh, that Jen raised about uh, the, the data sources. Uh -huh. Yes, we use Telma, um, but we also overlay our own research data. We've got data of, of our own. We've been researching for several years. We've got a, a Pulse of the Nation research uh, that allows us to look at, uh, at the public perceptions. So when we go out and we, we identify communities that we want to talk to, it's on the basis of solid research work. Um, and, and, and you can't do this without overlaying multiple tools because I think there's an acceptance that Telma, although is a, is a, is a robust system that allows us to have some kind of parity. For specifics, if you're looking for a much lower level uh, community-based uh, work, you need other data sources and this is what we've done. I think if you look at uh, GCIS's own systems, we are probably maybe third or fourth. I'd say we are behind maybe a Coca-Cola or a Unilever in terms of our ability to get information at a, at a local level mm -hmm. because we've got offices in all nine provinces. So when we go out and we make a recommendation on media, it's not simply based on the available research, but we have people on the ground who can give us feedback. 
actual live feedback in terms of what is happening in the communities that we want to that we okay. reach. Okay, we'll, we'll still talk about the issue of, of, of what you call bias and what others call bias, and I have a feeling that some people may, may in fact, uh, disagree with you. I'll get to Mike uh, from Unions in just a, a second to just stick around there. J Jennifer, uh, Daniel, we come to you in a minute. Tanya, give me your thoughts about, you know, in, in terms of, again, how, how brands, now we're not even talking government, how, how brands spend their money, just to give us an understanding of, of making those comparisons. Um, so, when, when we get given a client brief, um, it's obviously based on what the objectives are, but I think um, when looking at a marketing budget, media is only a small portion. So, you know, brands have um, things happening in store, they're activating, but as a media agency, our role is, is what we call above the line media, and it's generally measurable, and it's based on sound principles, as, as Donald said, many brands actually have mm, um, mm. access to their own research on their own categories, which we do over there, so there are a number of variables that we utilize, and, um, and yes, most brands have measurables in place to make sure that what we are doing is, is in fact having an effect either on brand health or on sales or perception. And, and I think that's very important. Jennifer, Daniel, let, let's get back to you then. You know, so, so in terms of those systems, does that, does that allow for that as well? One is not just analyzing where government or, you know, in this case, GCIS can, can uh, determine what they've spent, but, but more importantly, determine the effectiveness of what they've spent and where they've spent it. Um, yes. Can they do that? Yes, they can do that. They can do that for television, particularly, uh, post-campaign analysis. So you would be able to see uh, with daily ratings who, who watched your ad, who they were, what the cost effectiveness was. For print, that's a little more difficult. You know what the average issue readership of a publication is, but there isn't a post-campaign analysis. And, and, and why is that? Well, it's because of the data. Uh, radio and television, we have all the adverts loaded and we can have a look at a diary or a daily television rating to see who actually was reached by that. AMPS is done twice a year, which is where the print readership comes out of, and also the branded data. So that's a little more tricky to measure exact post-campaign analysis. Um, however, Donald um, mentioned loading his proprietary data, many clients, yeah, Coca-Cola, the government, um, Telcom, they have a look at their own data as well as the industry syndicated currencies mm, mm, mm. Um, because they want to go down to lower levels, community levels. Um, and the sample sizes on many of the syndicated surveys aren't really robust enough to go to that level. Okay, let's get let's get to some of the callers. I'll take two, three in one go. Before I do that, uh, some some SMSs. Uh, in fact, okay, some of the SMSs refer to sort of ad hits or uh, ad misses of the week. So I'll check that out in just a minute. Mikey Newlands, go ahead. Hi. Hi, Ashraf. Good morning, panel. Yeah. Uh, two things. First of all, uh, I want to know from the government why do they uh, go with the, the new age? The new age has no publication figures whatsoever, so nobody knows exactly what their publication is. They're not registered with ABC. And secondly, this is really not a complicated issue. Only the government will take something and confuse people by what should be an easy decision. The government, you look at the circulation, you look at the readership, and you look at the area in which the newspaper is distributed, and you can very quickly pinpoint right down to the, the, the reader what kind of guy he is, what what he's looking for and what the target market is. The government is just using this as a front to ensure that they blackmail papers, that those that don't toe the line don't get government advertising, which explains why the new age gets more government advertising than they know what to do with, and nobody reads the paper. because. And if it does, we can't tell because they don't subscribe to ABC. Okay, let's just confirm. ABC is what, Mike, so just your key point there. You're saying 
outside of ABC, government spends, puts money into New Age because what? Just let's get that clear. Simply because it is sponsored by the government, it's a publication, and, and, and it's interesting that the New Age simply refuses to be audited by all the other, the same, use the same auditors as approved by all the other newspapers in this country. And the okay. reason for that is they use auditors which they can manipulate the thing. All right, got that. Thanks so much for that. Let's get Thank a you. few more calls. Right, Faisal in Mayfair, go ahead, hi. I, Chef, I think Mike has just uh, said everything of what I want to say. All of, but I want to add, uh, you know, your, your, the, your guest speaker from the government uh, hasn't cleared up the perception that, that, that uh, the new age, he, uh, there's a bias towards the new age. Uh, I mean, he's, he's spoken general terms. And how do you, how do you uh, explain, uh, how do you say, well, the new age is getting the same um, amount of advertising as the business day as well? Actually, surely there must be some, some formula to, to, to say why, why should the new age be getting the same amount? It's, for example, the business day as well, actually, you know. I, 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 I just got a feeling that, uh, that, like, like the previous caller said, why don't they have a formula on basing the, 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 the advertising on the circulation of the newspaper itself? Okay, you got that. We'll find out what that formula really is, right? Uh, Sig, go ahead, your thoughts. Hello. I read in, 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 on the 29th of January, it was in Politics Web that I read this, uh, that, that the Gupta newspaper uh, gets uh, 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 as, uh, exactly the same virtually uh, in ad spend. The same money from government uh, spending on advertising is, uh, goes to uh, the new age as goes for the Sowetan, which has ten times uh, more <laughs> uh, ten times more, more, more than ten times the readership in, in the Sowetan. And then there's the Daily Sun, uh, which, which, which gets, uh, which has got, uh, uh, 50 times, mm, 50 mm. times. Okay, basically you're saying and, it's and, disproportionate. And so this yeah. is really, uh, okay. uh, uh, this guest of yours is really pulling the wool over our All eyes. Right. We know that the Guptas are, are, are getting, cheating the country out of advertising money okay, with their see, help. The word cheating is open for debate. I mean, that needs to be tested in court. Right, got that, Sig. Thank you so much for that. Okay, let, let's talk about, I mean, the ABCs. I certainly chatted to, to, uh, Nazim Howard, I know as late as a few months ago, they still haven't gone the official route. Isn't that a concern for you? No, no. That, that they no. haven't, that means they're not officially authorized in terms of what their circulation is. Uh, it's not been verified. They then have claims of rapid growth from a very, very low base. I certainly get the paper every single day and I read it, right? But is that not a concern for you? It isn't a concern. I think uh, when we started this conversation, we talked about what the the basis of, of the data is that we use now. We're using soft data. Uh, it just so happens that we use Telma systems to access the data, but the, the information is there. It's available on AMPS. Um, the thing that strikes me about what uh, what your callers are, 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 mm. are saying is, I, I have a pretty good sense that none of them have read the Sowetan or the Daily Sun. So, so uh, you know, to, to make these comments that, no, but th there must be some bias. If, if they did read they, it, they'll, they'll find what? I think if they read it, they'd have an appreciation for the content, first and foremost, uh, of those publications and how they report aspects of government uh, uh, delivery. So one of the things that you'll find that is different in the New Age versus the other titles is that they've got provincial pages. Mm, uh, mm. Our role in, in, in government, we, we, we've got to look at wearing a hat for all South Africa. So we, we try and prioritize opportunities around a unitary state. So if you've got a publication that is biased towards a particular province, it doesn't give you the footprint to communicate more broadly about the work of government. So we've gone out of our way to, to partner with publications that can give us exactly... Even though the circulation may be far less. 
But circulation is one component. So, so you will find that in this instance, the new age, when, whenever we have these discussions about circulation, it's not just about the publication. It also gives us the opportunity to get into mediums like television, uh, which, by the way, none of the other publications mm, are able to mm, give us. Mm. Are, are you talking about the new age uh, tie up with the, with SABC two? That that uh, tie up with SABC two gives us a, a really important. But audience. but can't you just do that directly then? Why would you need the new age as your if you said the SABCs were actually your major client anyway, you spend more money with the SABC than anybody else. Why not just speak to them directly? The opportunity hasn't arisen. The SABC hasn't packaged such an opportunity for maybe, us. Maybe they will. You never know. Right. Uh, just We've got about three minutes to go. I want to get to the other two in just a second. But then your, your thoughts, are, are we saying, therefore, that you are looking at the quality of, in this case, reader. The quality of reader does matter. The quality it's of not just reader. sheer numbers. So if we're looking at New Age and Sowetan, and New Age we know comes up with the most, not New Age, the, the Daily Sun comes up with the most bizarre headlines every morning. We know that, right? And that's great for their market. Yeah. Does it matter with the type of reader that reads the New Age versus the Sowetan versus the Daily Sun? You know, we haven't talked about a lot because the shows generally are, are quite tight. But I can tell you this. Uh, this issue of freedom of, uh, of access to information, and, and we, we've had conversations with the editorial teams at the Daily Sun. And they've been pretty clear to us that, look, thank you very much, but actually we don't want you advertising. Okay, so we mustn't, uh, you know... Daily Sun says they don't want you advertising. They're quite happy not My to have advertising. My goodness, I wonder why. I'm going to actually call them next week yeah. and find out why wouldn't they want you advertising. Yeah. All right, we got, we got maybe time for one quick call uh, and just some thoughts uh, from, from my guests as well in terms of uh, systems and how they work. Jennifer, what more can you add to this that, that you think we need to know? Uh, Donald mentioned that he's using the uh, New Age uh, readership data, uh, which is out of the All Media and Product Survey, which is what all media departments use in this country. That is the currency. So they can look at the readership figures. So they are readership figures, average issue readership figures, for every publication of note. And, and whether they're given off free or not free, that's irrelevant. Because I know New Age does give lots of freebies, but sure. then so does the star. If you, actually read, Everyone has if you go to the value. airport, they would, they would do the same as well. Television probably has more added value on radio because you don't have to print uh, additional paper and have additional editorial. So Indeed. if you don't okay. use it, you one, use it. One quick call, I can check it. Darby, go ahead. Hi. Hi, Darby. Oh, hi, it's Debbie. Oh, Debbie, my apologies. I, it's spelled incorrectly. Listen, I heard on your radio station a while back that um, the taxpayer pays for the New Age newspaper to the tune of 78 million a year and not the, not the government. And the other thing is I was at a public hospital the other day and they had about 100 copies over the hospital and um, it's distributed every day to all the public hospitals, all the municipal offices in the country, free. Okay. On the taxpayer part, I think only people that can comment is the new age. I think nobody else, uh, yeah, quite honestly. Uh, okay. Thank, thanks, for that, uh, thanks for that, uh, Debbie. Uh, Tanya, Tanya Schroeder, just, just your final thoughts. Anything you'd like to add to this? Yes, I think um, we've, we, we, the three of us have probably alluded to it, but you know, in planning media for brands, it certainly isn't a purist approach. So there are, there are numbers, which um, all of us rely on, and, and generally we all benchmark them off the same audited figures. But there is editorial quality. There is understanding how people are reading, why people are reading. So there are a number of layers. There's a lot of very, very simplistic approach to, to media planning. All very, very complicated. I can understand. There's some other comments. I'll read those SMSs in a minute. Uh, Donald, just final words. 
I think, uh, look, uh, South Africa really needs to have these kind of conversations um, because what is clear to us is that a lot of people don't really have an understanding of what their rights and responsibilities are as citizens. In government, we have a, a very clear picture. We know that we've got to reach as many people as possible, and in doing that, we've got to tailor messaging to different target audiences, and we use a variety of tools in order to do this. Uh, yes, uh, we'll, there will always be accusations of bias and so on, but I think what is key is that we are accountable to the public through Parliament. The information that you saw in the in the article that was released in January is because we account to Parliament. It's a transparent organisation. Uh, we we not so, so there are there are checks and balances. You can't quite get away with anything. Absolutely. Okay, let's leave it at that accountability to Parliament. I must say just one point about the new age. The fact that they that they have a regional sort of page, right? Um, and you can wonder whether they're doing that because by doing that they know government will spend or they plan that in advance, which if they did is obviously good business anyway. So did government spend because they have the regional pages or did they create the regional pages knowing that government will therefore spend? That answer I don't quite know, but whatever way, it certainly appears to work because it gives you a broad overview and certainly allows government then to, to target very focused advertising to a paper which still debatable how many people read, but certainly is definitely national. Tell you what, I'll certainly endeavor to either get hold of uh, Nazim Hawa or uh, Atul Gupta, maybe next week or the week later, just to say, look, a couple of years into the new age, just how does it work and, and how does that business model absolutely work? I think you have the right to know about that. Uh, for the three of you, Donald uh, Lipoko, Tanya Schroeder, Jennifer Daniel, thanks so much for your time. Most appreciated Thank indeed. You. Right.